Uh, it's great for me uh, to be here, uh, particularly because I'm a son of this house. You know how many uh, know me. Maybe you are, you know, quite new in KT. But I was here in uh, 1989, not the day that I was born again, just on this spot here. Just in front here, I came from uh, upstairs there, I came down. Uh, I used to be, I was born in a Catholic family, so I was raised as a Catholic, but I did not believe uh, in Jesus or in God. I had no interest in religion. But then Jesus came to see me. And he said one thing in a vision. I had a vision that night, and he said, I'm going to show you the way. And the following day, I just met this person, a uh, friend, and he brought me here to Kensington Temple. For me, it was all completely new. I thought everybody's crazy in this church. What are they doing? They're shouting. It was just new for me. But then uh, the Holy Spirit took me under conviction. And I just came on the front, I remember like it was yesterday, and there I gave my life to Jesus, and I was completely transformed. And then it was 1991, then I enrolled on Ibion, you know, the Bible school here. And I was full of passion, and I wanted to go to Africa as a missionary, and then you know, God had other plans for me. And during the first year uh, of Bible school, it changed me, and I started an Italian fellowship in uh, you know, part of satellite uh, of this church. And the first person that got saved in that Italian fellowship uh, in the 1992, we started, it was Giuseppe Razza, he's here now, uh, because now he's the pastor of the Italian church uh, in London. You know, it was the first one that got saved uh, in that small fellowship. So then after, I mean, in this house, I, I was married in this house. My two daughters that are here, they've been uh, presented like, you know, the baby that's been presented today in this church. And I had a lot of uh, uh, prophecies in my life uh, in this church here. You know, this, uh, uh, I received prophecy from Cindy Jacob, obviously from Pastor Colin died, and I've always been my pastor and uh, other men of God, and they were telling me, you know, you will travel, you will go, uh, you will see thousands of Catholics get saved, and words like that, and I did not understand them. I, you know, I said, no, I love London, I like here, I like my Italian church here in London, and KT, and everything was fine, until in the year 2000, I went with Pastor Colin to Italy for a healing conference, and uh, while we were there, he told me about uh, his... Um, vision to plant a church in Rome. And he didn't know that God was speaking to me about Rome. You know, but I didn't want to share with anybody because I didn't want to go to Rome. So <laughs> I just kept it for myself. But, you know, uh, calling her from the Spirit. And then, you know, he said, you know, do you want to go to Rome? And I said, well, you know, it's just a confirmation for me of what the Holy Spirit has put in my heart. So it was uh, the end of 2001, I moved with my family to Rome without knowing anybody there, just I come from the north of Italy, near Venice, so Rome, it was a kind of new city. But God uh, has shown me things in the spirit while I was here in London about the spiritual warfare, as those demons that are just dominating that city and the nation of Italy. And as soon as I arrived there in Italy, in Rome, I realized, I started to see, actually, around me and in the history of that city, those demons the strongholds, those the principalities of religion that just hold the city. 
And it's amazing. I mean, we had a lot of missions coming from Kensington Temple, you know, to help us in Rome. And we had all kind of experience of confrontation with demons, you know, to the point that on one of those missions, one of the ladies that were in the mission, uh, she just lost her mind a bit. And, uh, uh, and we have try, you know, to just restore it over there. There were no ways, so finally we have sent her back to London, and as soon as she arrived in London, she was fine. You know, she could not remember the funny things that she was doing while she was there. And this has happened more than once. Another time we were uh, uh, just having, you know, uh, an outreach in Trastevere. It's one of the places where during the night a lot of people goes out in Rome, uh, one of the ancient parts of Rome, and we were just having an outreach with a mission from uh, KT. And uh, I saw this lady was on the side, and she was reading the cards to people and things like that. And she told me, she called me, and she said, how long are you going to stay here? I said, well, until we finish, you say, we're singing, then we will give some testimony, you know, about Jesus. And she was a bit worried, so I started watching her. All the time we were there doing you know, our outreaching on that square, she had no one client. She was just like that watching us, like waiting. You know. The moment we moved out of that square, I waited behind to see, she started to work again. People just started to go back to her again. It's like if she has lost the spiritual power. Another time we were in another square, there were hundreds of young people just hanging out in the night in that square in Rome, and we were witnessing to them, and I had this lady, it looked like she came out from one of these horror movies. I mean, I was shocked. I was preaching at that moment with a mic, and she came in front of me. She was very skin, all white, with this big hat and a black dress, and she just came in face to me and said, how long are you going to stay? You know, the same words the other one was saying in another place, and I said, until we are finished. You know? So she went out, I sent some people to following her from the mission, and she started to go around the square just doing spells. She was just doing spells, putting things on the floor, and you know, doing all these things. And I heard um, a crow, you know, just was this crow on the top of her, just doing you know, this croak, croak, you know, all, all the evening. Then the morning after, we came back to that square, and the crow was dead was on the floor, I got the pictures, you know, if you don't believe it, he was dead. And we have this kind of confrontation, you know, but one of, of the best victories we had is in a park. Uh, we have started witnessing uh, to the children in a park on Sunday morning. You know, Sunday morning we started to go out in this park uh, and we started to do things for children. And at the beginning we had a lot of opposition, even for grandparents, they were coming to us and they would say, you should not speak to my child about Jesus. I said, well, you know, we are in a Christian country, isn't it? What's wrong with Jesus? No, you should not tell them about Jesus no, and the things you are doing. But we carried on and we had a lot of opposition, uh, you know, and they sent the police and they, they tried everything to stop us. You know, but we know that when you have opposition is the time, you know, to push. And just on the side of this part, there is a big Catholic church. And on this big Catholic church, there were the statue of Mary just facing the street. Huge one, three meters tall, you know, big statue of Mary. And we started to do a lot of spiritual warfare on that park to claim the park. And we started to have some breakthrough families. They started to come and bring in their children. We gave 
them the Bible to the children and say, you should ask your mom to read it by night. And the parents, they were coming the week after, they said, you know, now every night I have to read the Bible to my son because he tell me, no, I don't sleep if you don't read the Bible like they said. You know? <laughs> and we had great breakthrough. And now with the, the people there, the children is always you know, a good way to get to the families in Italy. But the amazing thing is that one day, you know, a bus arrived and suddenly this bus has lost his way and he went out of the street. He just passed by two trees that were there. He went through a pedestrian road and he crashed into the statue of Mary. And he just pulled it down and has been destroyed. You know? And the miracle was that nobody got hurt. There were nobody in the bus, just the driver. You know, and the driver had no problem. There was nobody on the uh, you know, walk road that could have been very busy, but at that moment it was empty. So just the statue collapsed, and they have not put it up yet, and they will not do it because we still and keep praying. So to tell you, you know, sometimes we think about Africa, you know, the spiritual warfare is there, the witches are all there, there are in Europe. There are men in Europe. And you get, you know, to countries where, where really you're facing that kind of spiritual warfare. Anyway, we have done, you know, many other works. I don't know if it's ready. I've got uh, just five minutes video. There are some pictures of the work we have done in Rome through these years. Uh, I don't know if it goes. Uh, is the video working? Yeah, if we can put it up. There's a season for everything, so we lift up our voices and sing. He is faithful, his love never ends. We are children of the King. There's a season for everything, so we lift up our voices and sing. He is faithful. Okay, uh, this one was uh, another video that I prepared of my missions in Africa and India. Than I had lately. I've been to Pakistan, been to India, to Congo, Nigeria. God has really opened door for me in those countries through this word of the Spirit. I go always you not know, teaching this word of the Spirit. You know, my calling die, and uh, so I had these opportunities. But I try to. Uh, the video is called Roma City Church because there are. I gave them a DVD with more of my videos, so they just got the. One, let's see. I prepared one. Just, uh, no. <laughs> that was in Nigeria. Yeah, he's my friend. It's better to have a friend like this than an enemy. <laughs> this is India. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if you manage this now, it will be okay. Just some pictures uh, with the conferences. Yeah, this is it.
gentlemen. Thank you. Uh, this is uh, some of the work uh, that we have done uh, and we carry on to do in Rome. Lately, uh, the work is expanding. Uh, we have been uh, disciples in a, a couple for 40 years in Rome. Uh, they were born again there. There were two students uh, arriving there. Now they got married and they moved back uh, to the south of Italy, the city where, I, where they uh, come. And in just uh, two months, they got 20 people in their cell. They just you know, moved back there in uh, Reggio Calabria, in the south, uh, with what they have learned in Rome. And just, you know, they work there, just expanding. And we are planning to start uh, other works and other Word of the Spirit in other cities of uh, Italy, you know, more than uh, Rome. Uh, so, because Italy needs the Word of God. I mean, I thank you so much, you know, Kensington Temple, because, you know, you're praying, you're supporting us, so you've been supporting through the 10 years, uh, and, uh, and it's really important because uh, Italy is a country that needs the Word of God. You know, I read yesterday in the newspaper, you know, it was in the English newspaper, that the Vatican it just said that if during the week then the Pope is in Brazil, you tweet on his Twitter, you have a discount of here in Purgatory. It looks like a joke, doesn't it? It's true. They have said that now, if you want discount, you know, before you used to pay for the discount on the Purgatory, now you need to tweet. Probably if you join the Facebook of the Pope, maybe you have more points than Peter up there. You know, you get even better than that. It's a religion that, you know, gets you saved by works. That's the problem. People is convinced about it. You know? And so they need the grace of God. They need to know about the Word of God. For that, I'm so keen in using uh, this Word of the Spirit there. Thanks God, we have translated already 10 books, and the last two books of the Word of the Spirit are just uh, in, uh, finishing now for the end of the summer. And we are distributing to churches, and we are distributing to school, you know, to be used there, because there is a need of good teaching, and a good teaching about grace. But God is moving, and things are really happening there. So if you want to come to Rome and experience some of this, you know, uh, you can join next mission, speak with Christian Light, you know, we will have more mission. But I have just 20 minutes now, and I want to share the Word of God with you. And uh, if you come to the Gospel of Mark, you know, I, like I said, now, for me, it's important to give the gospel of Jesus, not the gospel of man, not the gospel of a religion, but it's important, the gospel of Jesus. And Jesus, you know, the masters of the preacher, you know, nobody preached like him. He was so good at it that he can put all the gospel in just a few words. You know? And he did it. If we read Mark 1, verse 14 and 15, he took it all the gospel... And it's just put it in a few words. Mark 1, verse 14 and 15. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee, proclaiming the gospel of God and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. You see, four things Jesus said. The time is fulfilled, the kingdom of God is at hand, Repent and believe. And we have to understand those four passages. The first one is the time is fulfilled. 
And the word fulfilled in the original Greek, you know, the New Testament has been written in Greek. And the word that Mark used is plero. Plero is the word that you use when you take a glass like this and you fill it to the top. So Jesus said that the vase or the cup is full. It's full to the top. But what is this cup? What is the cup that was, Jesus was saying? He said the time is fulfilled. And you know that that time is your time, is my time, is the time that we live in this world and we fill up with our sins. Because we fill our time with our sins because we are sinners. And we just sin and we fill that cup. And the cup is full, Jesus said. It's full to the top. Every generation keeps filling their own cup. But then, you know, Jesus took that cup and he did something amazing. You know? In Matthew 23, verse 32, Jesus said to this generation, fill up then the measure of your father. He used the same word, plero, fill up, fill up to the top the measure of your father. Your generation has filled up his cup, you are filling up your cup. And this generation is filling up his own cup. And that, you know what cup is? The cup that God the Father gave it to his son. You know, I take another scripture in John 18, verse 11. You know, Peter you know, wanted to defend Jesus. He was ready to take this word and go to defend Jesus when Jesus spoke about the cross. But then Jesus said in John 18, 11, so Jesus said to Peter, Put your sword in the shit. Shall I not drink the cup that the Father has given me? The Father has given that cup to the Son. And you know the amazing thing? That cup it was full of poison. A terrible poison. Because you see your resentment, your lust, your stealing, your uh, uh, lying is a poison that will kill you. And we all fill that cup with that poison. But then Jesus said, my father will give me that cup. And I just thought I got my two daughters here. And I thought, can you imagine one evening we prepared our nice Italian meal. And then I tell them, oh, I prepared this cup of juice for you. And they are excited. Yes, daddy, what is it? It's a poison. It's a poison that will make you suffer in anguish for hours and hours and hours. Your skin and your flesh will start just to come out from your bones. And from head to bottom, you will be in pain, anguish pain. And you will be thirsty. And then, at the end of it, after hours of agony, you will die. What, you will, what will my daughter say? Dad, are you crazy? <laughs> Is this a joke or what? A dad, a father will never do that. But our father in heaven did it. He offered that cup to Jesus. And you know, when he was praying, Jesus, just before going to the cross, he prayed this strange prayer. Now we think it's strange, at least. You know? In Luke 22, verse 42, Jesus said, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. It was the cup of your sin and my sin. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. 
And the father, you know what he answered to Jesus? And he said, yes, Jesus, yes, my son, there is another way. If you want, there is another way, you should not drink it. They will drink it. If you don't drink it, Jesus, somebody, this poison has to drink it. This cup must be drunk. He said, if it's not you, Jesus, will be them. Each one of them will drink his own cup of sin. And he will pay the consequences of it. Then Jesus said, okay, Father, give me that cup. And he drank it till the last sip. He drank it all on that cross. Every minute, every second on that cross, he was just drinking your cup. All your sins, they were going on him. And he became sin. And then he was transformed in that cross. He became so ugly. It was so terrible, his condition, until he cried this word. It is finished. What it is finished? I drank the last sip. I drank it all. There is no poison left in this cup. And then he gave it back to God, that cup. And God took that cup empty and he did something even more amazing. He filled it up with grace. He filled it up to the bottom with grace. So that when you make another sin, it doesn't go in. Because there is grace already. You cannot fill up a cup that is already full. And so now your cup that is in front of God is full of the blood of Jesus. The grace of God and gave that cup to his son instead of you. And you don't have it to drink it anymore. You don't have to pay for your sins. No one. Because Jesus paid. That is the time is fulfilled. They have filled up the cup with sin, but I have paid, Father. That is the first step of the gospel. And the second one is even more amazing. He said, the kingdom of God is at hand. And most people think that the kingdom of God is about, it's talking about time. The kingdom of, of God will come. There will be a time in which Jesus comes back and then we will experience the kingdom of God. But it's not what Jesus said. Jesus used a word that in Greek is egizo. Egizo doesn't speak about time. He speaks about space. So when Jesus said the kingdom of God is at hand, it's still it's so close like this pulpit then you can take it. But if I stay here, the pulpit is still there. And I can stay here all my life. He can stay there all his life. And we just like that. But if I reach my hand, I can take it. So it's the kingdom of God. It's for you. God has put it there for you. Just take it, Jesus said. Make it yours. And what it is, the kingdom of God? You ask me, what it is the kingdom of God, then you can go and read the, the rule of God by Colin Dye, or I can explain you in a short version. Read Matthew 11, 2 to 5. We have read before in John that Jesus had just been, uh, John the Baptist had just been arrested. And in Matthew 11, 2 5, we read, Now when John heard in prison about the deeds of the Christ, he sent words by his disciple and said to him, Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? And Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive the sight, and the lame walk. 
lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised up, and the poor have good news preached to them. You see, John the Baptist is a prophet of the Old Testament. You know that? We read about it in the New Testament, but he's a, the last of the prophet of the Old Covenant. And in his mind, is baptizing people because he is preparing an army. He knows the Messiah is coming. He knows he is there to prepare the way for the Messiah, but he is expecting the Messiah of the Old Testament, the King David, and will come back. The King that with his word and with power will slay all the Romans. Can you imagine if he did it, I would not be here now. You know, my ancestors would be all killed. You know, anyway. <laughs> he, you know, he was expecting death. But then, you know, while he was preparing the army for Jesus, you know, baptizing the people, yes, repent, you know, and prepare yourself to follow the Messiah. Because one of the days, the Messiah will be here, and we all follow him, and Israel will be the first power in this world. But then he got put to prison. Can you imagine poor John the Baptist in prison, saying, uh-oh, something went wrong here. I expected to become a general. I expected, you know, this Jesus would give me a white horse, as word, and with him, you know, calling fire from heaven, burning down the Romans, just winning war after war, and conquering everything. And then he found himself in prison. So he said to his disciples, hey, go to Jesus and ask him a few questions. I want to know what's going on here. The plans were not these ones. And so they went to Jesus, and Jesus said, do you want to know what the kingdom of God is? Just see. The blind can see. Lepers are clean. People that could not walk, now they walk in. People depressed, oppressed by the demons, now they are free. That's the kingdom of God. And this is the kingdom of God that is at hand, Jesus said. It's not far away from you. Just take it. If you don't have it, it's because you don't take it. Take the kingdom of God. It's so close to you because it's what God is offering you. You know, he has offered you his son so that he drank the cup of sin for you. Now he's offering you the kingdom, the miracles, the power, a new life. But then Jesus said, repent. You see, the order. We have to look at the order where Jesus put things. Now it says, repent. I don't know here in London, but I tell you in Italy when I say repent, people do. They don't want to hear. Repentance is a bad word. I don't want to repent because I admit I'm wrong. And often they say, but I don't have anything to repent. I haven't killed anybody. I wish to have killed a few of them, but I never did it. I never robbed a bank. I wish to have more money, but I never robbed a bank. So they excuse themselves. They don't want to repent. But the problem is they don't know what repentance is. Because they're thinking of repentance like the prodigal son when he found himself with the pigs. And most Christians think that the prodigal son repented when he was with the pigs. I didn't. What happened there, he just wanted to get out of the situation. It was so bad for him that he said, worse than that, cannot get. I lost all my money. I'm starving. You know, the pig, when I tried to take their food, they bite me. You know, and it was a very bad situation. He don't have a way to get out. So he said, 
Maybe I can go back to my father. Maybe I can go to church. Have you ever met these people? They get in troubles and they come into church. Pray for me, help me, do something for me. You pray for them, God does something for them, and they go on again because they never repent. They need a way out, and the church sometimes is a way out. So he go back to his father to find a way out. But when he gets to his father, he is expecting his father, you know, with a big stick, to make, okay, come here, good Italian father. You know, the one that, okay, come, I got a lesson to teach you. you know, but he doesn't speak to teach you that lesson. You know, he used the stick. But that father didn't do that. He embraced him. And when that father embraced the child, the child repented. He realized when he was filled with this love, when he felt the love of his father accepting him again like his son, then he repented. This is the reason why Jesus put repentance death and not at the beginning. He said, first you have to experience the love of God, knowing that Jesus forgave all your sins. Then that God wants to heal you, wants to restore your life, then you will repent. Then is the time to repent because you are so amazed by this love of God that you just can say, sorry God, I must change. You see how did I repent here that time? I just met this Jesus and I deserved to be beaten up because I was a professional sinner. I came to London from Italy because the, the sin I committed in Italy, they were not big enough. I need a bigger city to commit bigger sins, you know. In London, it was good, you know. I come from a small town. So, I, and I enjoyed. I found exactly what I wanted. They were all here. But then when I came in this church, I met Jesus, and I was overwhelmed by his love. I repented. It means that the moment I woke up from this church, I did not like to do the things I was doing before. And I started to do different things. Actually, I started to come to church every evening. And I was taking four or five services every Sunday. My friends told me, oh, it's gone crazy. You know, it's just in church, finished work. I was working in Queensway, and I was just running here in Notting Hill Gate to be at church. You know? Because I wanted, nobody told me that. Nobody said, you must come to church. Nobody said, you must cut your hair. I had cut hair, you know, down here. I started the Bible school with my hair down here. You know, and I was in the first year of Bible school, and I built, you know. And one of the ladies told me, you know, one of the other students, she said, oh, you know, you should cut your hair because in the Bible it's written and it's not good for men to have long hair. And I said, yeah, it is written, the women should shut up in church. <laughs> so she has never said anything to me again about my hair, you know. And, you know, I mean, the, the leadership accepted me like that in this church, so for me it was fine, you know. And it's just, uh, uh, this repentance was in my heart. I have changed my heart. I have changed my mind. This is repentance. When you change your mind, I was going in that direction, and I realized and the love of God was over there. The devil was there waiting for me. So I changed direction, and I started to walk toward the love of God. And you know what happened next? What Jesus said? Fourth thing, believe in the gospel. Isn't that amazing? I mean, when we preach normally, we preach the other way around. 
We start to say believe. First you have to believe. Believe in God. And I say, why should I believe? Believe. <laughs> no, but why, should, why, why, why do I believe? I told you, you must believe. Okay, I believe. Then after they believe, now you have to repent. Start repenting of your sins. Start counting all your sins, you know. Since you were born, all the sins you remember. And then you repent of all your sins, don't remember. And you just spend a few years repenting of the rest of your life in some churches. You're just repenting. Then, if you have repented well and you have believed well, then maybe the miracle will come. The kingdom of God will come at the end of you. you know? And then, at the end, you will be forgiven. And only at the end. But Jesus said it the other way. He said, first realize that you have been forgiven. Then know that God loves you so much and is ready to heal you. I saw more healings, miracles in non-believers than in believers in Italy. I don't know how it works, but just, you know, God heals them. And then, because they find the love of God, they repent. And at the end, they believe. Believe what? Believe the word of God. Then you have the word of God and you start to believe the word of God. Because the word of God is a lamp to my feet. And this lamp just showed me step by step when I had this vision of Jesus. Jesus said, I'm going to show you the way. And I hope he showed me all the way. I didn't. He always showed me one step at a time. I've been waiting. Many of you don't know, but I've been waiting this moment 20 years. <laughs> you know that? To preach on this pulpit. This is Kensington Temple pulpit. You don't know what it is for a preacher to be stand here. You don't have idea. You know, this is one of the most famous churches in the world. I've been in different parts of the world. And, and you know, my credential is, yeah, my pastor is Colin Dye. I'm from Kensington Temple. They, oh, wow. You know, yes, oh, please. You know, if I say I'm Claudio Ferro from Rome, they say, so what? You know, but when I say I'm from Kensington Temple, Colin Dye is my pastor. It's a different story. This is a great church known all over the world. So it's important for me to be here. It's a special moment. But then, we have to believe in the Word of God. When you are a Christian, you believe in the Word. And your life, step by step, one step at a time, will be shown to you. And you walk, and your walk is straight, is secure. This is the gospel of Jesus. You see, first what God did for you, then you respond for what you can do for Him. First you see his love that he has for you. Then you start showing your love toward him. You accepted his forgiveness. And then you believe that you are forgiven. This is the simple and powerful gospel of Jesus Christ. And this is the gospel we preach in Italy. This is what people need to hear in Italy because they don't know that. They think you must go to Twitter to repentance. To just have some of your sins forgiven. They don't know that Jesus has drunk all that cup. He has took it all the poison. And now our cup is full of the grace, the love, and the power of God. Amen. Amen. Can we just stand a moment and we close with prayer? Hallelujah. Father, I thank you that the kingdom of God is at hand. And I pray, Lord, for anybody here that today needs a miracle, Lord. You know their heart, Lord. And you know that you have put your kingdom at hand for them. Father, I pray 
God. And now they can receive it. Right now, receive it. Just take it with your hand and say, thank you, Father. This is my miracle. I take it. I'm healed in the name of Jesus. Oh, I'm saved in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Whatever is your need today, just take it now. There is an anointing here that God is just giving you whatever you need now because this is love. This forgiveness is on you. Hallelujah. What you have to do is just to respond to Him, believing His word and walking in His word in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Yes, please. Okay. It'd also be, be great for us to Amen. pray for Claudio. He's come to yes. minister to us today and pray for us. But let's pray for him and the Amen. great work he's doing in, in Rome and also his family and that God's provision and grace and abundance will be upon him to break through in the work he's Amen. been given to do. Amen? So let's Amen. stretch our hands forward and pray for him as if you're praying for yourself with fervency, with fire, believing God. Father, we lift up Claudio to you and his family and his daughters, Lord God. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the call of God upon his life and that mission that you have given him, Father. And Lord, we thank you for his heart to see grace break out in not just the city of Rome, but in the nation of Italy, Lord. As people are separated from religious approach to you, Father, that they would know you personally, that they would know you, your love, your goodness, your favor towards them, Father. And Lord Jesus, you would open their eyes, Lord God. Lord, we command every veil that would blind them, Father, with religion and with legalism, Father, to fall in the name of Jesus. And Lord, that their eyes would be open, Father. And Lord, we thank you for anointing Claudio's mouth, that out of it would come the double-edged sword of the Word of God, that would bring freedom that would bring truth, that would bring life, that would bring many souls into the kingdom of God. And we thank you for that prophetic word over his life, to see thousands of Catholics come to Christ in a meaningful way, Lord. And Lord, we pray for that vision, Father. We ask that you'd supercharge that vision in the spiritual realm, Lord God. And Lord, that you'd begin to open the doors, Father, the opportunities, that, and given the words to say, Father, that would bring many, many souls into a true knowledge of your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for his life. We bless you for him. We ask you to provide a According to your riches in glory, Father, in his place, Father, right now, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We give you all the glory, Lord. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much.